across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, as we're ending out 2023, getting ready to face the chaos that seems to be 2024, we're asking the question about hope versus fear, the narrative versus the actual threat. It's a really strange time to be alive right now. It's hard to know what is real and where you stand and what to do. I don't know how many of you watched the Tucker Carlson uh, Christmas special with Kevin Spacey, but man, that was surreal. I mean, I was left wondering if this was an AI deep fake. And now you know, you're left questioning, who are your heroes? <laughs> who are the people that are standing up for us? And where does this go? And we're being led astray so easily. But at the same time, as I'm standing in the... And I, I got to tell you guys to go watch that Kevin Spacey, uh, Tucker Carlson video if you haven't seen it. And just tell me it's not as surreal as you could possibly imagine as Kevin Spacey looks over at the camera and says, well, for Christmas, I like to do a line of blow and get drunk on whiskey and Coke and then run over reindeer. Uh, you know, this was their Christmas message to you. And it was so surreal. And they were playing on the fact that it was surreal that the narrative and the reality were not the same thing. And they were playing the narrative while acting as if it were true. And it was so, so surreal. And then I'm in the grocery store the other day, and I happen to overhear uh, one of the cashiers talking with an older lady, two older ladies discussing the world. And I heard them saying, well, there's no way. I, I, I learned that there's no way that the, the COVID could be transmissed uh, from animal to human. And then, you know, that was when they fired Tucker off of a fox. And I hear these normal people, you know, cashier at the grocery store with a customer discussing these world issues. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's all about to hit home with these people. And it's going to develop into this paranoia. I mean, as you start to discover some of the things, I mean, the Epstein client list is coming out. All of these things are going to be coming to the surface. And the common people who didn't haven't been studying this for 30 years and have their emotional bodies prepared for all of this are just going to be in a major shock. And I was shocked just to hear these people actually talk about it. So there's going to be self-imposed limitations and conspiracy theory is being used as a weapon to bring about fear and all of the films and everything else that are coming out to lead us into civil war and discord and all of the things that are happening are happening to our emotional body. They are happening to our, our thoughts and feelings. None of it is actually happening to us. I mean, if I look around, I personally have not been affected other than high prices and things by things that I see in the narrative. And yet my emotional body absolutely is. I mean, I'm afraid to fly. I don't want to get in a tube with these people spraying weird MRNA concoctions on me or whatever it is that they do. So I, I've built up all these self-imposed limitations due to the fear because of the narrative. And is the narrative the same as the threat? 
So we're going to get into how to handle this emotionally in the body and how to take this into a new level so that as these things do start to unfold in 2024, which I predict will be one of the most chaotic years ever. I don't know, but you know, these election years, guys, it gets wild. So tonight we are talking with Hans Utter. He is a doctorate. He's dedicated to accomplished, uh, dedicated and accomplished musician, producer, composer, and writer. His workshops on music and healing with Nada Yoga and Sufi music performances. This reflects his dedication to this healing and transformative power of music. It really does uh, make a difference. But in addition to his musical pursuits, Hans is actively engaged in academia. Uh, ethnomusicology. He's a professor, he's an author and a researcher. Uh, his versatility as an author shows this diverse collection of both fiction and nonfiction books, and he's written for academic publishing houses. So he is definitely one that will help us find our emotional body in the midst of the narrative versus the threat. So please welcome to the free zone, Hans Utter. Hey, Hans. Hey, Freeman, how's it going? Um, I just turned my video on, but I'll turn it off because I have no lighting. But yeah, um, you, will, you know what? It's, uh, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for your kind introduction. And the, um, the space we inhabit right now is very, very strange. And you mentioned the Tucker Carlson video. I wonder if you saw um, Jill Biden's really trippy christmas video have you seen that i saw the yeah i saw a version of it i didn't see it with the original music i saw the remake with the uh <laughs> but yes i did and yes how surreal i mean kill whitey right like that's uh seems yeah, to be the and, message and all these occult things put in but you know it reminds me there was a movie i saw when i was a super little kid the twilight zone movie and there's a kid with like the TV, you know, mm -hmm. watching the, uh, the, the, the dots on the TV set. And, they, you know, they go into this dream world, right? This surreal dream world. It's like being on a bad LSD trip where everyone around you, the people you think are your friends, uh, it's probably a, a swearing free show, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not supposed to swear. Oh, every no, I, I, it, we're open. Yeah, this is every, every, free every speech. I, <laughs> Every time I swear, I, I slash myself. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do anything like that. That's the Aleister Crowley thing, right? It, the, to go into an altered state of consciousness. Every time you use the word I, you cut yourself. Or you can like, you know, whatever. just to stop using the word I. And this is a big part. The I. The I is the identity. It's the I as yourself. And it's the I as the gaze as what you see the your vision of the world um that you inhabit which is usually an integrated vision right or it should be i mean that's how we're designed in these um interplanetary light bodies that are have taken material form here on earth um is that you know there's a lot of things that are streamlined in our consciousness um you know, in our perception and experience, I mean, when you drive a car, you do it automatically, right? You don't think, turn, I mean, left or right. Um, most of the, the time, we're not really that cognitive of our environment, right? Physically, but part of part of ourselves are. Um, but basically, there's a couple things um, I've been 
luckily I'm still alive for a minute. I, I went through some very, very intense and uh, things, but I'm, I'm uh, much more strong now after going through that. And I've gained a lot of knowledge uh, by necessity, but the I, so your, you, you call yourself or your I um, is lives in a narrative. You live in a narrative. The narrative is more than just a story. The narrative is how you put your experience of life together. And there's, you know, there's many different multiple narratives. There's intersecting narratives. But I'll give you an example. If you look at America, let's say, I don't know, before, you know, started to go south and it was still, you know, even the fifties was quite nice. Right. But say you, you grow up and, you know, you're in a farming community. So you have a narrative that, which is obviously you're living it, that I'm, I'm going to, you know, follow in this business. I'm going to become a farmer. And then you have a narrative of America land of the free, um, you know, it, it, but it's, it's more than just a story. That's the thing about narrative. Narrative affects your consciousness. It affects what you experience, how you judge or valence what you're experiencing and what also arise on one, some levels, it, what arises to you, what manifests in the world around you, um, what manifests that you don't see what manifests that you see in the wrong way if you have a certain type of narrative. So, so going back to my, uh, my little imaginary person, you know, living on a farm in rural America, say 1920s, or say, say, say 1914 or whatever. Uh, and they have this narrative that, that, you know, but they're integrated. They're, they're in a happy community, you know, stable family, you know, really grounded, which is something we, it's almost hard to imagine what that would feel like, right? Because there's no, you're, you know, the narrative, you know, we're not talking again. I want to stress this is not just, you know, for America. I mean, obviously it's, it's a country, it's a nation, it's a functioning space, but you have the constitution, you have your know, liberty. Um, and these are values that you can feel in your heart and you'll see it around you. And, and then, and so say this guy, he, he gets the propaganda of the picture of the big German gorilla holding the hot babe, you know, with her clothes falling off the you know, and, and he goes to world war one and ends up just because of the narrative, he goes and fights a war and he's destroyed. And then he brings that he's emotionally, physically destroyed. He brings that back. That creates, he's now living something. So the narrative is how also he can encode or deal with what he's experienced being in a war, but also what he's bringing back. And it becomes an infection on a vibratory level. Almost. If you have lots of fear, you generate, you like the civil war film, right? I mean, and you have everything, this, that. Um, And so this creates a type of collective resonance. It creates a shared perceptual reality and you can't see what's outside of that but when you're in that and other people are part of it and then that can be activated into all kinds of things and be and can actually take you into very unpleasant dimensions which are better to best to avoid completely so i think that it's really important but going that what i mentioned the i the identity this is you know um and one thing one thing that's been sort of 
programmed into us is self-talk, right? So when you talk to yourself, you're actually activating your motor neurons. You're creating a narrative by constantly, you know, or, or one, some, I mean, I don't know how many people, maybe very few people, maybe almost everybody, but a lot of times it's unconscious, but you're actually telling yourself a story about your experience. Um, and you are, you know, it's like you're displacing your awareness from, or you can displace your awareness from what you're really feeling. And so the, the emotional body, the, the emotions, um, it's like a different continent from thought. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a different space. It's a different experiential realm. It can't, you can direct your mind to go into your emotions, but you can't do it just by thinking about it. And most people live in mental constructions of the, even their emotional experiences. And so they're very, very, very vulnerable to this type of consciousness uh, manipulation. Um, so I'll leave it there. Yeah, I find that when people have maladaptive daydreaming or narcissism, as they sit about and believe the world is against them and then manifest that, I, I see this all the time where if you have maladaptive daydreaming, that's uh, the sense where you're you're putting together these uh, concepts that make everything against you and you believe it and you live it and therefore you react in a way you're already defensive before you've even begun because your maladaptive daydreaming has told you everybody's against you. But then what I find is that they actually manifest that. Like <laughs> people that I know that have these... Uh, narcissistic maladaptive daydreaming disorders uh actually get all the threats that they they fear and <laughs> the things actually manifest into their worlds they have like the worst existence i've ever seen and then they blame everyone else and they have no concept that they have had a part in this by their narrative believing that they were already being attacked and then coming from a defensive standpoint before they even know the you know what situation they're actually in well that see the daydreaming so this is a um dissociative state of consciousness um and you know all what's kind of sad right so the imagination is is one of the most wonderful aspects of of the human organism design um, you know, in the consciousness level, um, it, 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 but it also can be the absolute worst thing. And what happens is that, so take your, the people you're talking about. So you have literally your experience of the world. You, you have encoded your brain to filter your perceptions. So it will filter out anything that's counter to your narrative. It doesn't, you know, so when you, you basically you, you're programming yourself to experience certain things and you don't, you know, energetically at a certain point, you will start to manifest and generate these experiences as well. But you're also going to be, it's like you've primed your unconscious being all 
the vast architecture of our our bodies. I mean, we just think of all your all your your nervous system, your spine, all these. You know, like the brain is is of course important. The Greeks believed the brain was in the heart. Well, the heart has more neurons than the brain does. Um, and you know, there's a you know people get heart transplants. They have memories. Uh, you know, they get skills or memories or learn languages or whatever from sometimes from the the person they got the heart from, and so that, you know, but the brain has a lot of vast, of course, the brain is our, our, our fundamental thing, but we actually, the real brain is the heart, the heart, and then there's the mind, but the heart is the key and the heart you, when you think from the heart in a grounded way, when you're able to encompass your experience. When you're able to have the self-love to accept anything you are experiencing, but not to go into it and get caught in it. And when you're caught in something, right? So if someone, you know, they say they consume a lot of cannabis um, and you, you know, and someone will just put an idea in their mind. Oh, you know, that guy, he, uh, he's, he's going to, um, you know, he's trying to, you know, you know, he's having an affair with your wife and that will come in your mind and you'll think about it all the time. And guess what? You may start behaving in a way to your wife that, I mean, not my wife, because my wife is wonderful, but you know, you may actually push her into having an affair. You know what I mean? Right. And, or, or else, even if she's not, you'll destroy your relationship and you're going to blame others. And yeah. that's the thing. The heart, if you can live from your heart in purity, you know, and just, you know, just not, and not being, you know, if you, you know, you feel despondent or whatever, or you feel joy, you feel immense joy and power, whatever it is, but it's bigger than your, just your thought constructs. And that's the problem is that people, the heart will ground you, but people have lost that connection um, completely. And if you're in the daydream, this dissociative state, which is what the visual input of the television does to the brain it 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 starts to re-encode your reality that you start to no longer even experience what is around you and as everybody else around you is in the same space you are going to resonate on a frequency level with that and this is another wonderful human adaptive trait that's completely unconscious is that you want to merge into your in you want to fit into your environment if you don't fit in your environment it's going to generate a feeling of fear anxiety or anger uh whatever it is but your environment the world right you know the the life space the the life world you inhabit um and so with all this stuff and everybody's in this artificial thing and you're getting these are not really in, in my opinion so a lot of these lower energetic states are not even really emotions they're simply um they are like cortisol released through stress um stress um i got attacked by like 100 people in a village in india i almost got i mean i luckily i survived it was pretty crazy but that's what the stress hormone is for right when i escaped i mean it was crazy and and so i faced you know i was like 
that to me that was minor is actually you know because i survived that was cool but that's what your stress hormone is for is when you're in immediate danger think about how this has been implemented into our daily life you don't really have an emotion you have sort of a vibratory state that's not being released and it's shutting down your brain function it's shutting down your emotional responses it's shutting down anything non-necessary for survival but you are not in a survival context you are not being attacked by a herd of elephants you know you're not you are not facing immediate danger stress is not even if you have cancer i mean that's in a certain way it's not an immediate danger you know what i mean it, it, so but the stress generating that is going to you know you're, you're taking away all the power from yourself and it's going into that and this is what this whole system is designed to do and has been well studied and also it also means that your higher energies your higher emotional resonances your higher creative potentialities can be harvested and you don't even know they exist and you are you're living in a just a tiny little fraction of what it means to be a human being and this is a mind constructed daydream and you you're trapped into that you can't even get out of it and you don't even want to recognize it because to recognize it is too terrifying absolutely so well said i mean anyone that's suffered some deep sorrow knows how much physical pain that causes your entire body uh, just goes out of whack and out of pain. Your back will probably go out of uh, alignment and all the, the side effects that come from sorrow. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's an immediate physical effect. You, it's not just your thoughts and your emotions that, that absolutely just turns your body into absolute pain and chaos throughout all of this. And then, trying to figure a place of joy i mean if you sit and take in all the conspiracy theories and all the narratives which i do right I, i'm guilty i take it all in i think i can handle it but then i start to realize it is affecting me it's affecting me from wanting to go out and interact it's affecting me from finding joy it's affecting me in so many ways of taking in all of this data and in the fear propaganda, you know, what's going to happen in 2024? Are they going to, you know, is there going to be a civil war because they put Trump in prison? Are they going to assassinate one of these presidential candidates? Is the migration happening? Uh, the immigration takeover, the migration replacement, you know, all of the, the thoughts and theories that are coming forward for 2024, not to mention, you know, AI takeovers and I mean, the list of, of fears and terrors that are staring us down. The idea of trying to be joyful in that scenario when you're also trying to be engaged and effective and you want to be in this fight, you know, you, you're looking for the fight. Um, joy just doesn't even come into the, the picture. And so everybody is chasing the wrong thing, right? They're, they're, they're chasing the fear. They're, they're, they're finding strength in it. And then joy has just been tossed out the side and, you know, trying to, to find your way back to this happiness, to this sense of community, the feeling of, of, of having somebody have your back. I mean, I, I think most of us feel isolated at this point. I'm not sure, but I even think like, you know, Christmas dinners this year, uh, were 
probably not the conversations that people wanted on either side of the table. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't have any normal friends or family, so uh, I, I don't experience any of that side of the puzzle, but I know that seeking joy in the constant chaos of wanting to defeat the enemy is something that people are missing. And if we were seeking joy, then we'd be heading towards the proper answer instead of uh, trying to get into the fight and uh, take down the enemy. Well, you know, the, the most important thing is to recognize and feel what you're feeling. Absolutely. So this process of social isolation um, and being disconnected from especially like local communities um, is multiple people I know, I mean, not that don't live in the same community I live in, um, say that, you know, they, they're, they're disconnected from others. I mean, they feel isolated. They, they, you know, they feel targeted or they feel, you know, they're, they're not, but they're not, they're not, there's no vibrancy. There's no sense of, you know, you go to your local pub, like in England and you see your friends. Okay. They may not be the closest friends in the world, but you have a sense of community that has been evaporated. Um, and, and what you find also is you go into, um, say certain types of social situations. I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of monastic and uh, I've kind of gone beyond all this, but it, it certainly causes, I mean, it's a loss of, of just a basic human thing. You have your day-to-day -day life, you have your trials and travails, but there always was a community, not only the family, but, but that which is around you. Um, and people that are disconnected from that become, you know, incredibly depressed they become they can become violent revolutionaries they become totally paranoid they can become cut off and living half measure lives um and, and being actually robotic in their existence um or any number of those things but there's a real sense of isolation um and uh, you know I, that applies to myself i mean i, I realize like the look i i got work coming into me i have people coming to, coming to my studio coming to me um I don't really seek stuff out, but I have noticed, you know, the few occasions I go to like, say a, a social, like local, uh, you know, whatever hangout place or this or that. Um, I, it's almost like they look at me like, what are you doing here? Like I get, it's almost like my resonance or my energy. Um, and I try to, you know, remain is in a state of absolute calm and relaxation at all times. Even if I'm feeling stress, I still go in, that you can be fully relaxed in a state of stress. It means you're not fighting against what you're experiencing, but you're fully aware of it and you're not judging it and you're not judging yourself. That is the self-love I'm talking about. That's difficult. I mean, it's one thing to say it, you know, but I see that they don't, you're like, what are you doing here? I mean, several times I'm like, I don't, you know, I could care less really. Um, even in local music community, I, I almost do nothing in the city. I, I got my work. I, you know, I do my shows, it comes in, I'm, I'm playing in a bunch of prisons coming up, which actually is pretty, pretty fun. I like doing, I play some like R&B funk stuff and I do sitar shows and whatever, but I mean, I'm doing like 2% of what I could be doing, but I'm not going to freak out about it because that's not going to help me to, to go into that. And then the sense of being cut off. And, and I, and I, I had that, I mean, you know, 
so I'll talk about myself, which I didn't want to, but I, I am. So I will, uh, the, you know, if you know, it could cause me pain, um, you know, from thinking about that. And I know, you know, the trigger point was like, I started doing these, some international shows and I got this, that, um, I'll be honest, like music is just, I don't, you know, that whole fire to do this. I don't have that ego ego level of it. I mean, maybe I, I should or do, but, but I, you know, I take it as try to take it as a pure act, a pure act in the space that it inhabits and just be, you know, completely open and, and, and to see anything I can do that can heal or bring something to people. That's how I approach it. So I don't approach it from this other aspect, but this ego driven stuff. And it, yes, at points it did cause me sorrow. And it, you know, the sense of betrayal and also, but the sense of loss for them and for all these other people, you know, but I'm, I refuse to return that to myself, but I also refuse to turn that into an outward aggression. So turning into myself, what's wrong with me? Turning outward. Fuck you. Why are you doing this to me? Everyone's against me, you know, blah, blah, blah. So both of these States are projecting outwards, you know, but that, you know, what I'm saying is like, there is, there's, there is a tremendous loss. We have a loss of a coherent reality across the board. Yeah. We have a loss of coherent <laughs> as far reality. as that can possibly be. I mean, oh my God, you, you, you just triggered me to think of flat earthers. Um, just, I mean, how separate our realities are at this point. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that, um, you know, for myself, um, I've come to this space of, you know, letting my life unfold. And part of it is that, you know, that it's almost like a gap. Right. And so to be honest, like, okay, maybe I've had people say, why aren't you emotional? I had a, you know, a bunch of weird shit. I mean, people trying to, you know, steal my gigs and just do a bunch of like petty stuff, which just, I mean, it was just pitiful, but that's, they're in this narcissistic space. Many people are in a narcissistic, semi-psychopathic self-centeredness that, um, you know what I mean? And so you got to take that into consideration too, right? There's many players that are, that have malevolent intentions that they fully, fully consider to be, appropriate to cause harm to others is appropriate right um it's appropriate um it, it's it's an appropriate justifiable action um but you know this you know so I, there is like you know in a certain way you know we've been stripped of you know think you know back in the caveman days you know i mean uh, you know, you're just, you're hanging out, you go kill your mastodon and you, you sit by the fire and you, you know, you draw some, some shit on the cave wall and, but you're, you have that warmth and connection, even though outside is incredible danger. So both outside and inside have become places of fear or disconnection or pain or, or anger or whatever. Yes. Without a doubt, that is where we're at. We're all in our heads. <laughs> and, you know, the World Wide Web has altered uh, things as much as the television did back in the day. Uh, it may you know, probably more so. 
but uh, we are definitely all in these uh, self-created realities without the communities that are necessary to, to bond, to be able to emotionally handle the information that we're taking in. You know, it's, uh, I miss it quite a bit, community. I mean, I, I kind of have the similar situation around here. I don't know what it takes to get into a click here. I, I really don't understand the people of South Carolina and how they <laughs> function yet. I'm still trying to learn. I've been here eight years and I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, you know, like you all go into places and, and people just look at me like, why are you here? And I can't find my way in. I've never had this problem before. So this is all kind of new for me. But at the same time, you know, uh, Hey, Freeman, just, yeah. I'll just throw this in there. Um, you mentioned the same thing. And like I've always been very, you know, friendly and, you know, able to meet people, uh, you know. Um, but you, uh, do you think it has anything to do with the vaccination, potentially? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, that's that's a funny thing on my side because I, I am now uh, paranoid of vaccinated people. So I went the opposite direction as most. Like, you know, COVID for me, was kind of a prime example of what we're talking about for me because I didn't experience COVID at all. Right? I didn't know anyone that got sick. I never wore a mask. I never saw anything. You know, it just did not exist. It was a narrative that I was seeing on the internet. It was this thing. I mean, I still personally don't even believe COVID existed. I still think it was a propaganda campaign and nobody can prove otherwise because there's no evidence to say it did exist. But now we've got the narrative, oh, it was a, a weapon from the bio labs. And, uh, you know, I can't prove that. They can't prove that. Nobody can. But the narrative is there now. And the fact that that COVID might not have existed. Right. And then you can see. That the narrative itself caused everything, right? The lockdowns and the panics and the freakouts and the masks and the shields and all the plastic and the stickers on the floor and all of that. Uh, and yet I, I had no experience with COVID whatsoever. Like, I don't, I don't know of anyone. I don't, I didn't see anything. So it's all just this narrative for me. Uh, but now everybody went out and got the jab and, uh, you know, so I'm I'm kind of left in uh, a paranoid state where I'm I'm afraid to get on airplanes. I'm afraid to be uh, cooped up inside with uh, with other people that have taken the the mRNA gene modifications and that they are shedding. You know, I don't know whether that's true either, but you know, it's just uh, gotten to this point where here I am. I currently have a free trip to Switzerland, a free trip to Greece. I could jump dude, on. Dude, a I'll, I'll i'll take it just send it yeah. to me <laughs> uh, right i mean you know <laughs> it's interfering with my joy uh just the narrative right because i haven't physically experienced any of this but yet you know the narrative has jumped in there and it is stopping me from living my life to its fullest well yeah but you know it isn't i mean it is a narrative but it's also it's a narrative that has become a reality exactly because, and that's what i my, the the anecdote i started out with you know i said that like if you talk about say you know america well you know um you're living in a rural town but you have your american flag you have your municipal courthouse you have you have you know whatever these symbols and you have these system architectures that are based upon that narrative 
right? You don't have guys driving around in Jeeps with, uh, you know, huge machine guns, you know, which people live with, right? People live in actual terror. Imagine that. I mean, you, you got, you know, the military Jeeps driving down your street and shooting you. I right. mean, people live in these, you know, how about South America or Gaza or whatever? I mean, so these are different spaces, but you know what? Here's the thing, man, is that, you know, I, I actually, if you think about it, like what I mentioned about the way the human brain or mind body works, and I think the brain as sort of a controller, um, as opposed to the heart, the heart has to be, heart can only be open in the present moment experience. It lives in the present. Like your body is always in this present moment. Your body can never leave this present moment. It can never leave. You know, now your mind can never be in the present moment your whole life. I mean, that's, <laughs> but, but, um, but you know, the, the, the COVID thing. So what I mentioned is that if this is a narrative and our adaptive biological hereditary traits to, oh, I want to conform with this. Oh, I'm feeling sick. Oh, I must have COVID. Oh, you know, da, da, da. So you can make physically, you can make yourself sick. Exactly. <laughs> You can actually encode your immune system to shut down. Um, and are, does the virus is a real? I don't know. But is it what is it? This friggin' invisible threat that but yet you're having a plexiglass screen like that's going to do anything anyways. You're, right. you're going to choke off your oxygen supply. Um, and I, I had to deal like there. I, I lost, you know, a bunch of I mean, it, it shut me down. My whole business was, you know, a whole music performance thing was just completely just crashed during COVID. So it direct, directly affected me. And I had certain things. Well, you want to do this? Do you want to get the vaccine? I'm like, man, you know, you know, this is like a, that's like a the Waco, Texas moment. If you're trying to f make me get vaccinated, it's not happening to me. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. No way. And I'm really glad that, of course, I mean, I, I did that. I never would have, but many people did. And many people, you know, at a certain point, I gave up trying to tell people that, look, you know, and it's, it's far worse than I thought even at the beginning of it. And they just came out that article in Nature, Matt, you know, Nature, one of the top journals, uh, scientific journals in the world, um, saying that the, the uh, ribo, so I don't, I don't have my medical terminology, ribosomatic, whatever it is, they basically, it, the artificial DNA sequencing, A, it doesn't really do anything that it's purported to do. Okay, so it does not do it doesn't, it cannot do, it, you'll say like a positive use of the genetic vaccination would be like, say like, uh, you know, someone has insulin, so your body will produce insulin. Well, there's no off switch. It can't stop producing insulin. It will just keep going. There's no way to turn this technology off. And it's, and basically it could be a permanent technology that's, creating all these weird genetic code stuff that your body cannot even integrate and you you know so it's you know it's really messed up i mean so dude if you're feeling paranoid just say i'm not faxed i mean i don't you know don't worry about the shedding i think you know certain point you you live in the world you live in and it's like you know um you know i don't know you got to kind of with a kingly eye you know what is it govern the motion of a kingly eye from Shakespeare, King John the play. I love that. Govern the motion of a kingly eye. I just, maybe that's the third eye, right? Uh, but govern the motion of a kingly eye. Like, put yourself as the king of your life. Put yourself in that of your, you know, full manifestation and then govern. 
create a system and the motion is is the direction and also flowing though right so motion is like surfing almost but you govern it with the eye of a king but anyways i, I kind of went off a bit no of no that's a great point and to feel that to sit in your throne and to sit there and feel that about your world as all of the stresses and all of the things that your brain is is it's harping on and to be able to sit down and take that moment and be in the moment because like you say the brain's always in the past it's always in the future and these are the places where disappointment and fear come from you know they don't exist now but you've already been through it or it's may or may not happen most likely your fears won't manifest but you're going to sit there with them but if you're able to magically sit there and 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 sense your your sovereignty and your throne and take those moments each day to to feel confident to feel like you're in charge of your reality and to know that all these thoughts and fears and everything are just in your mind and it's it's a big deal uh, to to feel that in the moment it really does make a big difference in how you uh start your day and how you go about interacting well yeah and i you know that um i don't that's what the line i remember there's some other great it's an amazing passage in my i was talking to my friend you know it was, he's done stuff all over the world very successful but he's going through like he's having depression you know he's like i'm not getting work he feels like he's kind of you know isolated from his community um and you know he's, he's one of, super talented i mean he's one of the best in the world for what he does i'm not gonna he's in like the you know film video world or whatever but but you know um and i just i said i had this sitting in my my man cave in my garage i just i have the complete complete works of william shakespeare i just sitting there i just opened it up to this random page but it really that it really is like that's some real wisdom because um but see to become a king on the throne means you are responsible you are in charge no one else is in charge Okay, you are in charge. You know what I mean? So you have that power. You have the responsibility. But then also you you have, and this is the, the thing is that as we have this uh, God gifted, you know, as in a sense, we are born as kings or queens through our, through our birth in our physical body. And, you know, we don't have to make the oxygen. We don't pump the blood in our heart. We don't run our endocrine system. All this stuff is happening. So just think about it. It's like you're born in a luxury condo. And, you know, technically, like, you know, all these things are already here for us. But, you know, so that's like the king and his kingdom. The kingdom is already there. But the accepting that, which means that to me, um, I'll just do a little aside. So I, I, I made, I did this thing with NSP, no stress protocol. So I made a decision. I will not, I will absolutely, I will not take any action based on stress. I will not, um, I, I will, I will just completely eliminate from my life. Cause that's after I was in this remote village in the Himalayas. And, and then basically I've got, I was actually doing, I was doing, my wife's like, you never do YouTube videos. So I was doing like this travel monologue thing and I'm, you know, I'm up in this, you know, just on this cliff edge and then, you know, and I'm, I'm doing it. And I, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, look, it's a double rainbow, man. I was like, oh, I see a bunch of people with these gigantic uh, machetes coming out of the mountains 
I had this like one of the last video clips I had. They're coming out of the mountains and they're like all yelling and they're coming behind me. But I'm sure it's just a harvest festival. It looks like a zombie film. And then I was surrounded by like a hundred people and they all were armed with guns or these huge machete things. And, um, but I, you know, there was a, I, I escaped. That was, that's, that was like, wow, that, that put stuff into perspective. And, you know, and I, you know what, I, I just, I'll be open, I guess. I, you know, is that, you know, I realized, wow. Um, you know, that so many things I'm driven by fear or stress or, or they're, they're part there. What I encountered actually, what there was a whole level of my being or, you know, that was had sort of a stress energy to it that was unconscious. Um, and I did, you know, kind of, I just disrupted it. I said, you know, I had all these deadlines, you know, every time I was like, no, uh, you're, you're uh, having stress. I'm going to, I have to do like this relaxation technique. I would just not do anything. And it, yes, my productivity went down about 80%, but I finally have made it through that. And now I'm back to the point where I can work, um, you know, again, doing that. But what I've realized or encountered is that you, you know, once you're experiencing it, it's there. So don't, you know, the desire to correct something, you know, don't think about what's happening to you, experience it and govern the motion of your kingly eye, change the direction, change, you can change the energy flow. You know what I mean? Change what's coming into you. Um, you know, move your space or just be aware that you can move your space and, you know, as bad as it sucks, embrace it, embrace it, feel it more, you know, just gal, okay, I'm stressed. I'm going to feel more stress. I'm going to go to the end of stress. I'm going to go to the end of fear. And you know, just kind of, it's like pushing your, you know, basically these are sort of like people call them hacks. I guess you call it like a hack, but it's maybe a life hack, but it, it really works, man. I mean, wow. Um, I, I, you like situations, all this stuff. I'm, I'm like completely calm. But I'm also present and, and I'm also, it's, it, it makes me a lot more vulnerable and it makes my life a lot more intense because I'm really feeling everything around me. And, I, you know, and this is something I think, you know, when you're a teenager, right, you really feel everything so much and we really lose that as we, you know, we get older and to go back to that, um, because there is an insecurity, there is an insecurity in the present moment right there. It's not secure. It's not static. It's unfolding in a certain way. What you're experiencing is beyond your control, right? But you can control the direction and you control what you act upon, what you generate, you know, and this is, you know, people say about karma, but you know, you know, you can look at it spiritually. You can look at it just as response patterns, but also you look at it as like an, as, as a, as a field wave, right. As, as an energy wave, you know, it like, you know, the motion being like these movements or possible life streams, possible things that are there, you know, and all these, you could think of around you, all these sort of pathways are there. They're vibratory, they're experiential, but you step I mean, any, I think we've all done this, right? You know, you get an idea in your mind and it really, you know, you, you, someone's coming to visit you. You're like, oh my God, they're going to, this is going to be really bad. It's going to be a terrible situation. Um, and you're thinking about it a lot. You're doing it, maybe a family member. And then they cancel their trip. All <laughs> that energy was yep. completely, what did that produce? Nothing. How much did that distort? You may have gotten really stressed about it. You, yeah. know, you may have completely... messed up a bunch of things in your life that while yeah. that was happening. Go ahead. Yeah. 
no, no, uh, uh, that's that's the perfect example. It's exactly true, and it's the the state that we're in right now as we're facing twenty twenty four. For those in the know, those that are following the 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 terror na- narrative, uh, is exactly the state that we're in as we try to find our way back to joy or f- finding some confidence in the situation. And it's, it's complete and total chaos and, and nothing, you know, uh, getting, getting your mind wrapped around what, what might occur and, and then dealing with all of that stress and then having it not occur, right? All of this stuff. And then just as you're saying, I mean, that's, that's nine times out of 10, uh, maybe even 10 out of 10, you don't get what you fear. Or else you... Um, you create something by how you, you interact with someone or, or what decisions you take, yep. right? So, and that's even more important. So if that, um, you know, but let me give the other side of that is that, you know, you know, it says the Bible, be wise as serpents. I mean, you also need to have situational awareness and here's the balancing, here's the razor's edge, right? So you don't want to say, oh, you know, I mean, because right now I could completely tune everything, you know, the entire narrative and just not, and just, it wouldn't even affect me and it wouldn't exist. Right. And it's certain way it doesn't exist, you know, to me right now. But I know what happened during COVID because, you know, I'm in a bigger city and it was, you know, you couldn't go into stores. I had, you know, security guards, why don't you wear your mask is below your nose. I'm like, yeah, I said some, something off color. You know, I won't, I won't say it here, but it's okay. <laughs> Lick my balls, man. Yeah. I literally said, it, it's terrible. I, I shouldn't say that. But I just, because the guy's like, you know, this, you know, some music store, this guy's like stalking me because my mask is below my nose, right. you know? And that's really irritating to me. You know, I don't want to be angry, you know, but you know, even there is, you know, even like anger. I mean, there. <laughs> we, the, we, go ahead, go ahead. We watch these people jump people in the store uh, physically attack them putting them in strangleholds for not wearing their masks and they can't see <laughs> the disconnect uh, from the fact that they're jumping on this person and putting them in a neck cold or killing them or yeah. causing you know and it's supposed to be for their benefit yeah yeah but you know at the same time if you're so worried about them not having their mask over their nose are you really going to go over there and give them a big bear hug you know like and they don't see the disconnect in that at all well but you know the thing is see this is where and this is really important right so so, what i say is that you know i mean i'm doing what's in my means i know for me it's you know to so even acknowledging this this is possible what is the best thing i at least i should live the most fulfilled life i possibly can and be fearless you know take risks do things that i you wouldn't do contact somebody you haven't talked to for a long time do things that break these patterns like you know it's like you know you don't with this is a way to use that in a certain way to empower yourself too because say well i don't know Uh, i have all this right now i don't need you know I may lose it. I may not lose it. Something may happen. It may not happen, but I'm going to, you know, the approach is like, well, I, you know, if everything's going to go south, I, instead of saying, I'm going to shut down saying, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to do this creative thing. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to take this opportunity, or I'm going to try to build this relationship, or I'm going to try to heal this past relationship, or I'm going to, you know, do something new, um, you know, that maybe I've avoided or, you know, whatever. 
um that's a positive way so, so you know you don't i mean you know you know you can see if you look at like w one thing like look at these the standing armies that have this is something that is actual right this is not a narrative this is a fact which could be potentially be a vast threat and i i i noted this in 2015 or 16 is you know all these uh immigrants you know coming i mean i watched this whole area get transformed and, and i was actually working i was doing like some translation stuff and i they had a uh, these russian immigrants had this immigration office in this building in the same office building you know and, and but also just being around you know i, I don't want to like i love somalis but you know this guy came out with a machete and just started killing people at a restaurant i had been at the restaurant the day before um you know it doesn't affect me now for sure but i saw that coming they're importing all of these people and these people are not debilitated by our types of conditioning you know what i mean they're and they're fully confident in who they are they're eating and dogs they're, roasting you know, dogs in the park yeah, you know, but so that's something. But what, the fact is, what can I? Okay, obviously, under Biden, compared to 2015 or 16, it's it's gone to the point of absurdity, right? I mean, you have entire Chinese battalions crossing the border with yeah. military tattoos. You know, I mean, it's like you got the bio lab. How about the bio lab in California? Remember that? The uh, you know about that story or not? Uh, no, I know about the one in North Carolina. No, no. So the bio, this is amazing. Um, so basically it was, a. it's in a, where was it? San Diego or maybe Los Angeles, but it was just a, this huge warehouse, but just looked like an, you know, an abandoned uninhabited warehouse and some building inspector was going by and she found like, there was like a hose, like a, a garden hose running inside the building, which violates code. She ended up getting into the building it was a huge, it's like a bio-warfare lab. There's thousands and thousands of mice. There's strains of every disease you can imagine, every toxin, um, you know, human tissue, blood. And it was run by this Chinese company, and then they just disappeared, and it was just and it was a huge cover-up. Um, but this was a huge bio lab just operating in a, you know, supposedly abandoned warehouse. And there's, there's, you know, they're all, there's several, this, so this is, these are underground facilities. So right there, right? So now I'm talking about something now. Um, but in a certain way, I mean, you know, this creates fear. And, and this is why you mentioned flat earth. Um, and people go into this, um, and I don't want to, well, I just mentioned this guy like Miles Mathis. He had some good writing and he has all this stuff that's just fake. I mean, just disinformation, even the flat earth stuff, you know, fundamentally, or even some of this um, tar Tartaria stuff, um, it, you know, it, it, there's, you know, and I've noticed like there are like all these technologies and historical things, and maybe there is something, but they, they program these ideas in and you live in this space and you become more and more disconnected from the world. So if the earth is flat or it's round, does that affect my daily life in any way whatsoever? No, nope. it, it doesn't. It doesn't have any effect on my life at all. And it doesn't really, does it make sense to me? No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make, go ahead. What I do like about it is it makes you question because all of a sudden, you know, some of these uh, thoughts and theories that they're putting out there, the sun and the moon being the same size and being closer to earth. And, you know, some of the things that we took for granted, the idea that if we're traveling uh, around a sun while it's moving through the cosmos, then why doesn't the astrological symbols change? You know, why do we see these same stars for millennia? So there's a lot of things that, 
then make you question what you have been trained on. And I think that's a good thing to start to throw reality up into the air and, and see what falls back down. Well, you know, I mean, I, so that, that, you know, that's uh, there's, there's of course the great year, which is like 20,000 years, right. Where the, where the constellations do rotate or orbit, but, but you know, yeah, yeah. I mean that, yeah. I, what I mean is that, you know, that's just, you know, my opinion, I, I did kind of look into it. There's your know, people, you know, really into it, but I, you people also become completely obsessed with it and it right. overtakes reality. But fundamentally, this is the thing that we are, I, as more and more I'm experiencing this now, is that we are, the reality we think we're in is not the reality we're actually in. Right. Who, who we think we are, are is not who we actually are. And there, you know, and I don't want to get too far out with it, but it's, this is, absolutely real um and so you know the um there's there's all kinds of vast energetic spaces there's things that you can change just with your mind stream and generate or 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 negotiate there's all kinds of things there's all there there's uh, well there's stuff and some of the stuff you don't want to go into these realms unless you, you don't mess I, I i believe absolutely it's better not to know that there's all these other things that around us and and in between us because it's just but we have been conditioned to see reality in a certain way but the mind level Without, you know, that's, you know, like the, the, you know, the heart connection with the community and family. Um, and when that's stripped away, you know, you really become, you know, you don't have a whole part of yourself, um, you know, that, or this normal, you know, generally speaking, you know, part of human being a human. So, um, you know, but anyways, uh, you know, so maybe well, we can go into the like i'll let you go but i think that you no know, just you look at what's maybe you go over a few of the things that we're looking at for 2024 and let's maybe navigate that a bit uh i don't know because there's a bunch of stuff and i'll be honest i kind of started tuning it out because i'm like it's it's going over the top man <laughs> it's going welcome to the fall and decline of the american empire folks. uh is it gonna be a happy new year hard to say but let's take all that weirdness that we're discussing now and bring it into the second hour because that sounds like some great stuff to talk about. Uh, just how far off from reality we really are. And yes, it's absolutely true that this isolation is causing paranoid schizophrenia because you have nobody to talk to but yourself and you're busy arguing and debating reality with yourself and, and not finding the joy necessary in life. Um, so I did want to end this uh, this first hour with a song from Hans Utter. And I want to let you all know to go to HansUtter.com to get all the date details and all the music and wonderful things that Hans creates. Um, I have just three things to mention here before we go to the song, Hans. Um, guys, I don't know what's going on with the feed. Uh, the RSS feed, I'm I'm frantically working at it, but, you know, I, I just have to mention that when Mercury went retrograde, the feed stopped communicating with the server. I don't know. You know, maybe it'll fix itself in, in January when, when Mercury goes uh, out of retrograde. I don't know, but I am trying to fix this. I see that the members section is going out through the feed, and I see that the feed's going to Google, but not to iTunes, and I can't figure it out because, you know, 
I didn't do anything to cause this. It just happens. And I'm not the best webmaster yet. I am my webmaster. So uh, let me know if you guys are having trouble with the feed, with the RSS feed. If these shows aren't going out, uh, it looks that way to me. But if you really want to know why I've been banned and blocked and barred from every social media out there, why I'm denied a YouTube channel, a Vimeo channel, a Facebook page, or even allowed into Zuckerberg's metaverse, you want to know why they want to shut me down. Uh, the best way is to grab the flash drive. Get that on the shop page on freemantv.com and get everything you know almost everything all the best for sure just uh load it into a 30 gig flash drive that just will blow your mind and and go you know all the way back to 2005 forward so uh definitely if you want to know uh get the flash drive that's the way to go and then let's thank steve mercer for being uh, behind the scenes keeping wonderful guests like hans that are coming to the stage and if you want to help Steve out and give him some great people to, to bring to me to talk to, then write him, producersteve at freemantv.com, so that uh, we can get all the greatest guests here on the show. Let us know who's out there and what's going on. We can't keep track of it all. So we could use your help in getting amazing guests on all this next year. So please uh, write me, freeman at freemantv.com, or Steve, producer Steve at freemantv.com, and uh, let us know. And uh, that, you know, here we go, guys. We're getting ready, getting ready to roll on into 2024. So in order to set the pace and to set the tone and to get our joy back, uh, I think there's nothing more important than the music that uh, changes our souls. So Hans, whenever you are ready, let's let's take okay. this to the musical yeah. side. Okay. Uh, do you want um, any? Any? I'm just gonna do an improvisation. So okay, I'll, I'll just I'm just gonna do it. So I'm not even gonna plan. So whatever I play is what's gonna come out. Okay, we'll do it live. So I'm playing now. Here we go.
we can right. call that the joyous blues. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, but I had like three different sort of keys and moods, and they're all kind of floating around but interconnected. So there you go. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take this on to the other side and get as odd and weird as you could possibly imagine and discuss reality in the strangest ways. There's so much that there is to discuss in how high strangeness that we're dealing with. So thank you all so much. And please come over to freemantv.com and subscribe to help keep this show on the air and become a producer of this program. It's an amazing thing. And I love that all of you are out there keeping this show on the air. You guys should thank all of the supporters or else this show wouldn't be here. And that's the only way we stay on the air. So please come on over to freemantv.com and subscribe. And we will see you all next year. Thank you.